And you know what that music means? This is the one time a year on the show that we don't start with our normal opening that you hear. We got to bring in the March Madness thing because, Jack, it is March and it is time. Oh, I have missed that music so much, AC. Let me tell you. <laughs> it's been about two years now since Duke fans could enjoy that tournament music. Yeah, three you know, years. With a little bit of bias. Yeah, three years, I guess, now, man. Like, oh, my God, it's about time. It's been too long, too long. And so you know what that means too now, Jack. It's it's transfer portal season, right? <laughs> right. Yeah, the teams that didn't make it in, those players are going to start hitting the portal the next few days. Exactly. And you know what? Speaking of speaking of players who transferred, uh, heard we got a special guest coming on AC. Yes, sir. <laughs> we, we are lucky enough to have Jamal Boykin give us an interview. So we're going to start you out right now. All right, y'all. We got a huge guest right now. We got with us Jamal Boykin. Jamal, thank you for coming on the show today, man. Man, thanks for having me. It's it's funny how you know how life works sometimes. Like I got to go down to the game. I'm down there chilling in Cayville at the game day set, and I see you know th- you're looking around like you 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 know players are there and you're trying to see people and stuff. And like anybody who's like six four and taller, you're like you're looking like is that a player? Is that a player from the distance? Or whatever. <laughs> and in the crowd, I see you coming, man, and I'm like, bro, that's Jamal boy. <laughs> and I was like, wow, Jamal's here too. That's crazy. So. That's when I talk to you or whatever, man. I just I want to say number one, thank you so much for just you know for for being so cordial and everything was because I know you know everybody's down there. You're trying to enjoy your weekend. I'm sure fans are stopping you and everybody else all the time. Like all of you, like you, you, all, all the other Duke players are just so hospitable with all the fans this weekend for that weekend, man. It was it was really appreciative. Oh no question, man. To be honest, I was actually really shocked at how many of the fans remembered who I was. You know, you have to remember, yeah. I was at Duke for three semesters. So mm-hmm. you don't really, and that was my first time back in 16 years. But like going to the gift shop and walking around and having so many people recognize who I was. Now, granted, I'm six seven, right? <laughs> so, you know, you figure I'll probably play ball. And it, but at the same time, people knowing you by name, knowing mm-hmm. where you transferred, knowing your story and, and, and genuinely wanting to see how you are and what you're doing. I thought that that was amazing. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, nah, it was it was that that was that weekend, man. Like there's I, I can't imagine there being anything else like that. Cause it was just I mean, all of you guys were just around like over at the Washington Duke, saw you a couple times over there. We talked. It, you know, it was just it was wild, man. It was it was from a fan standpoint, it was a wild weekend. And now for you guys, that was nuts. Did you get a chance to talk to some of the guys that you played with and everything a little bit down there? I know I saw, I saw you talking with Demarcus a little bit. Oh yeah, no question. I mean, we were up till five AM. <laughs> you know yeah, wow. nice. <laughs> yeah we were up till 5 a.m so it was i mean we ended up hitting shooters after you know playing uh beer pong with jj uh at 5 a.m <laughs> no lie <laughs> so yeah he went um, down the shooters did he really <laughs> yeah 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 you should have been there bro oh, uh, man i was a yeah, shooters one week too early <laughs> after the uh the, the washington spot yeah we we hit up shooters like guys didn't want to say bye you know yeah um it is a fraternity, and that was an opportunity for us to all be together. And, you know, I feel like we, we maxed it out, you know. Um, was able to talk to Shire for a bit and Lance mm-hmm. and Gerald Henderson. And, you know, I'm happy with, with the fact that Shire will be the next head coach, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was my former teammate, and it, it – it you know, he could be the next – he could be the head coach at Duke for the next 40 years for all we know, you know. So right. having that connection with Shire was cool to connect with him again. Yeah. Yeah, That now that's – <laughs> that's crazy man like 
And and like you mentioned Shire, and and now he was one of your teammates briefly at Duke. Talk, talk to me about your recruitment because you came in, you came in in a class with Josh Roberts, Greg Paulus, Boateng. I believe uh, Pochis was in your class too, right? Like, correct. Y'all had y'all had a monster class uh, in that that '05 season, man. And but your story in particular was was really cool to me because at the time I was playing ball, I remember just following recruitment and stuff and hearing your story. You recruited Duke, correct? Well, yes. I, I feel like I will my way to Duke. Yes, you know, sir. Duke yes, sir. Was, uh, Duke was not recruiting me, and but every opportunity that I had, I let it be known that that's where I wanted to go. Uh, from fourth grade up, I wanted to go to Duke, and the, the short story of that was my family, uh, we were going to a private school. All of a sudden, we were in a public school. I ended up finding out from a friend it was because I was going to be held back a grade, and I just took heavy offense to that. I asked my YMCA coach at the time, what school has the best academics and the best ballers? He mm-hmm. said it was Duke. I said, I'm going to Duke. Didn't know it was in North Carolina. Didn't know, you know, didn't know much, you know, but that was my introduction into Duke and to come to find out it was a powerhouse. And, you know, I saw the Leitner and Grant Hill shot and I just fell in love with Duke from that point on. And it was so great for me because it kept me focused to another level than all of my peers. Because mm-hmm. I had a long-term goal starting at the fourth grade. I would be training by myself, and I'd be like, do this like Coach K is watching, you know? Um, in class, I knew I had to have good grades because it, it's, it's a talk ap- academic school. So I would do things like get the syllabus early, turn in my work early to teachers. If it's not an A, let me turn it back in until it is an A. There are a lot of hap- – and I, I read Coach K's book, books as well like leading with the heart and you know so uh having that vision and that want at a very early age was huge for me and Mm -hmm. as I went on uh you know my first day of at Fairfax High School I told my coach hey I want to go to Duke and I would do anything to get there please help me and he was impressed by that and uh helped as much as he could but at the end of the day Duke wasn't recruiting me and I was being recruited by everyone else, Boston College, Louisville, mm-hmm. Maryland. Like all these schools were, had already given me scholarships. And when the media would ask me, you know, who's your, you know, what's your top five? I would name four schools and I'll say, but Duke is my number one. And they'd be like, well, are they recruiting you? I'm like, no, they're not, but they will. And you have to remember, I'm one of the first kids, if not the first kids from the inner city of Los Angeles to go to Duke. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't mm-hmm. even common that, that, that Coach K was making the trip to the inner city of LA to recruit kids. So, uh, Definitely had to will it to happen. And ultimately, you know, uh, we had uh, – there was a game in Vegas. Coach K came to see me play. They had already offered uh, John Brockman a, a scholarship. And yeah. I outplayed him. And, and and that ended up, you know, being the little introduction in. And, and then, boom. You know, I wouldn't say the rest is history. But I will say I am also the first guy Coach K has offered a scholarship to and said I'm coming right over the phone. No visit. I don't have to talk <laughs> to my parents. Nothing. He was like, you don't want to talk to me? I'm like – Coach K, listen, I've been waiting for this call my whole life. I know it. I'm coming. Now, Jamal, uh, you, like like AC said, you have a very unique path that you took um, in your career. So you you transferred out of out of Duke to, uh, to Cal, obviously. Um, now, tell me about that process, and how do you feel about the transfer portal with uh, as someone who experienced the transfer process before that with how common that is and how much more streamlined? Yeah, so 
Duke is like the basketball army, right? And what you read and what you see versus what you experience when you're there, you know, it, it's it's a whole nother level. And I think one thing that Coach K does is, you know, you come in as, you know, your state player of the year, you're this, you're that, you're, you have all this moxie, whatever. That's going to be broken down, right? And mm-hmm. you have to be rebuilt back up into the image that he sees for you on the team. I did not like that image he saw for me on the team, to be honest. Um, but I was working with it, and I was becoming a better player. It was like, hey, I'm on the bench, but, you know, we got J.J. Reddick, all these players. We're number one in the country. It's okay. But, you know, for my family and friends back home, they were on me, like, you should leave, you should leave, you should leave, because they felt like I could make the NBA, right? Mm-hmm. They've only seen me dominate on the court. So eventually, Coach K – we're in film, and he basically said that he was only going to play seven players. And if you weren't in that seven-man rotation, then, you know, you don't look forward to having a lot of minutes. And for me, I took that like, wait a minute. We have all these McDonald's All-Americans and all these good players on this team. Everybody's working hard. You're recruiting guys in my position next year, and you're saying you're only going to play seven players? Mm-hmm. I immediately after that meeting told Coach K, Coach, I need to speak with you. Hell practice up for an hour. Right. 30 minutes per hour held up practice and we're in the back. And I told Coach K, I was like, I'm, I'm sorry, but I, I I would like to leave Duke. I would like to transfer. I don't think that this is the right fit for me. Um, I don't I don't believe that I'll, I'll have a I don't believe I could fully express my passion for the game here being on the bench. Mm-hmm. And Coach K basically told me this would be the worst decision you ever made in your life. Um, you know, you're being short sighted. Only thing about basketball, there are other you know, things which you have been improving. He cried. I cried. And I told Coach K at that point, I'm not leaving. And at that point, I had kind of said in my head, you know what? It's okay that I don't get a whole bunch of playing time. I'm at this great school with great connections. I'm going to work the hell out of that. Mm-hmm. But then two weeks later, I got mononucleosis. Yep. And the mononucleosis led to me uh, flying home because I, I was contagious, couldn't be around my teammates, and then being home, it just felt like at that point, it was like, this must be a sign because I could sit out 10 games and play the next year. I was back home with my family, and they're coming back in my ear about it again. Uh-huh. And then I just made the decision to transfer to Cal, who had offered me a scholarship my sophomore year and had told me, if you would ever, you know, uh, change your mind, we're here for you. And they were. Now, a little bit a little bit more on Cal. Now, you, you actually – obviously started your career. Duke, you finished your career against Duke. So um, tell me about that experience in the tournament in 2010. I remember watching Selection Sunday and praying that Duke would be in our bracket. And when it came out that they did, I literally jumped out of my seat. I had a water bottle. I threw it against the wall. <laughs> I was ecstatic. I couldn't believe it because yeah. for any when you leave a school, you want to play them again. It right. was my dream to play Duke again. Um, so, you know, we had Louisville in the first round and we, we beat them pretty good. I think we beat them by like 20 or something. So mm-hmm. we were coming correct. Right. And, yeah. um, we played Duke the second round. Um, I just remember for one, the media was trying to get me to say something negative about coach K and Duke, mm-hmm. and I wouldn't do that. Right. But they were trying to help me like, Hey, you, you have any bad feelings, hard feelings, blah, blah, blah. And I basically let the media know like, Hey, I recruited Duke. I wanted to go. I sent them tapes. So for Coach K to give me this opportunity, I'm forever grateful. It's nothing bitter towards me, right? Mm -hmm. Yep. But I just remember coming out and seeing John Shire and seeing Lance Thomas 
And they didn't have no friend vibes for me. It was kill, like, let's kill this man. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I remember that. And it was like, all right, let's go. And they had a great game plan. Um, I ended up leading my team in points and rebounds that game. Mm-hmm. And and I wasn't even, like, the top scorer on the team. So, you know, they did a great job of shutting down our game plan and went on to win the national championship that year. But it was an out-of-body experience to be in that game, for real. I mean, yeah. I mean, how how could it not, right? Like, I mean, you're playing, you're playing former teammates. You you for sure want to show, you know, your your old coach like where you are now because you're you're seeing your season, man. You were balling, <laughs> you were balling. Like, it I was, felt as, good to me just to know that Coach K had to watch my film. Mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. because I mean, I had just come the you know my last game in the conference tournament. I had 24 and 14. Yeah. I wasn't putting up those numbers that do. You know, right? And at Cal. The one thing about the Pac-10, the reason why I transferred to Cal was because they were starting a walk-on. And I felt like if they're starting a walk-on, that means whoever works the hardest, whoever's the most talented is going to play. And I also noticed that the style of playing the Pac-10, I felt like you got to know a lot of top players in the NBA are for the Pac-10. Yeah. And from Los Angeles, honestly. But I felt like the style and the swag of the Pac-10 I could go there and really play my game, and I did. Mm-hmm. I mean, I was able to shoot from the outside. I was able to grab a rebound and take it coast to coast. I was able to, you know, use all type of pump fakes and moves in the post where I just felt free as a basketball player completely. I'm not saying that Duke players aren't that, but not everyone gets that 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 right and that opportunity. That goes right. to the stars usually, you know. So it was dope to be able to experience that at Cal. <laughs> no, that's, that's crazy, man. I, like I love that story because I, I love the story because of how you how you manifested all of this, man. Like that's that's what's wild to me, and that's that's incredibly inspirational. Because I mean, that's the power of positivity. Like you manifested that. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. It, had I not had that vision it, from fourth grade, there's no way it would have happened. You know, because even there were a lot of people that I had to meet in my life. You know, certain AAU coaches, certain people like. You know, there was a, a a former NBA coach who wrote a handwritten letter to Coach K. I just found out about that this past year. I didn't even know about that. Mm-hmm. His name is uh, Dave Miller. Wrote a hand uh, written letter to Coach K. Like, hey, there's a kid out here in L.A. He is a Duke kid. But yeah. I carried myself like a Duke kid everywhere I went. And, you know, how I spoke, how I treated people, how hard I worked. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I was slapping the floor in high school and middle school, you know. <laughs> so... That that Duke mentality, I felt like I I lived it, you know. Yeah. Now you've been you brought we talked about the NCAA tournament a little bit. Talked about playing playing Duke. You've been in a couple NCAA tournaments. Tell me about that experience for you. What was that? Is that how much different is that from the regular season? It's so different. Um, One, the arenas are way bigger. Mm -hmm. Um, The pressure is bigger. Everybody's watching, and. You know, you really have to, to to find and catch a rhythm and be focused. Mm-hmm. It's very easy to get caught up with the hoopla of everything else going on that you don't focus on the things, focus on the court. You know, it's right. just a different, it's just a completely different level. Um, every, it just feels so much more grand. And I think that you just have to relax and remember it's just basketball. Mm-hmm. Did you you got any you got any funny stories? I know I know people always talk about K, like especially from Duke. People always talk about K, how he motivates before the game. He comes up with some wild 
wild ways to motivate people for a game. I mean, you guys went all the way into the Sweet 16 against the LSU squad when you were at Duke. You got any memories from like just stories from what you know what you guys experienced with Cave going into the tournament prior, like pregame or anything like that, practices or whatever. One of the dopest, um, one of the dope, dopest things that Coach K did, I remember. Um, this was leading up to the NCAA tournament, but so imagine this: we're practicing, and out of, out of nowhere, Coach K tells one of the managers, "Go get the rope." Right? We're like, "Go get the rope!" Like, what's he talking about? Right? So Coach K comes out with this, the the managers come out with this thick brown rope, and then Coach K has this at half court. He puts seven other team guys on one side, seven on the other, right? And mm-hmm. he's like, "We're gonna do a tug of war." No way! So boom, <laughs> we're doing the tug of war, and it's pretty even, right? Yeah. And he's like, "Stop!" And then he's just like, "All right, Jamal, you don't pull. Just one person, you don't pull." And it was a slaughter. You know what I mean? Yeah. The other side yeah. just took over in just one sweep. And the whole point of that is when everyone on the team isn't pulling, then you see this is what happens and you lose. So no matter if you're on the bench, cheering, on the court, the guy setting the screen, the guy making the shot, everybody needs to pull. And these are some of the things I remember like Coach K was great about also about having Great films and motivational films, but amazing motivator. But those that's one of the stories that stick out to me. What was that season like going through JJ's experience? You know, I mean, he had that insane senior season. What was that like going through that with him? Yeah, it was it was really surreal. I mean, we were number one in the country. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, JJ was super locked in, but there was a, it was a lot of attention to JJ. You know what I mean? I had a game. I think we were playing Virginia. Where Coach K put me in, he said, I just want you to follow JJ and set screens for him, right? Mm-hmm. I got two moving screens in like three minutes, you know? <laughs> but but Coach K in the film was like, this is one of the best screens I've ever seen. The ref made a bad call just to encourage the screens. But, you know, one, one of the things about that year for me, to just be completely honest, mm-hmm. I felt like you have a team with so much talent, it's tough when you're focused a lot on one player. Like, I felt like I I knew DeMarcus coming up, mm-hmm. extremely talented. I felt Martinez Postage was extremely talented. Um, um, you know, Sean Dockery, mm-hmm. you know, but a lot of I, I noticed a lot of players making sacrifices that helped JJ be highlighted in the way that he was, you know? Right, right. But the thing about it was JJ was an extremely hard worker and he knocked down the shots. So what can you say? No doubt. One more, I got one more follow up for you, real quick on that. And I, and I guess it's unrelated, but I know at Cal, you you got a chance. We talked, you talked about a little bit earlier about John Brockman, how you how you, <laughs> quite frankly, busted his ass to get yourself at any you know, the as a part of your journey. You got him again a couple times in college, right? I oh, we had some battles. I mean, we had some battles, but John Brockman is a player. I mean, yeah, I, I played yeah. against him in Germany as well. I mean, this dude. It, it hurts to play this guy. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. you don't want an elbow from Joan Brock. Man, you don't want him boxing you out because, you know, you're going to need some ice packs after the game, you know? Yeah. Um. So, it, but I'm, I'm telling it was it was a lot of fun playing in the Pac-10. You know, Um. Mm-hmm. as I look at my college experience, having uh, just extremely blessed to have been able to play at Duke and Cal, you know? Yeah, yeah I mean, you play with some talented players over there. You know, uh, uh, Jerome Randall and all them, like, y'all had a squad, man. 
Yeah, yeah, for sure. And, you know, and, and all the players we played against, you know, Kevin Love, mm-hmm. DeMar DeRozan, mm-hmm. Russell Westbrook, Darren Collison. Um, um, I mean, the, the list goes on. Nick Young. I mean, there yeah. were a lot of players that came through the pack at that time. So it was up to be there. But one thing I can't say, like, as far as I compare my Duke and Cal experience, like, it was night and day. Like, Duke was, like, like high-class luxury, you know, mm-hmm. in compare like, at Duke, we had our own, like, we would fly on our own plane, you know, drive right, <laughs> right up to right. the plane. At Cal, we were flying commercial, you yeah. know what I mean? Um, at Duke, I seemed to always have money. At Cal, I was broke, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like my mom would send me money when I was at Duke. Yeah. And I would forget to pick it up from Western Union. At Cal, I was, like, on the phone with my mom at Western Union, like, hey, did you send it yet? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I'm, and I'm not saying that dude gave me money because they right, did. Right. I'm not saying that. But I'm just saying, like, the way that they took care of the players there right. through their resources was far greater than what I experienced at Cal. Like, you know, ta- like, rent is very high. I, I had about $100 a month at Cal when I mm-hmm. first got there to get through a month. Yeah. So, I mean, it was just a different world in that regard. And thank you for being on, Jamal. Again, um, I know you have a couple a couple of projects that you, uh, you're involved in definitely want to promote yeah my, the main thing uh, i mean i have a free e-course uh i teach a lot about cryptocurrency bitcoin blockchain technology nfts uh i've been passionate about that mm-hmm. um for like the last six years so that's just some, something that i do it's like my gift uh if you're not into it i think you should get into it um it you know before when i first got into it was it didn't have all the validation from government mm-hmm. and banks and big businesses but I mean, they just changed Staples Center to Crypto.com Arena. You know, yes, this yes, is something is. for the long term that's here to stay. And, you know, crypto, cryptocurrency has really changed my life and, and it's allowed me the freedom to, you know, do do a lot of things that I want to do. You know, uh, like go to Coach K's last game, you know, so mm-hmm. that's just something I encourage for everybody to get involved with. Man, I'm 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 in it right now, man. So I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, look. I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to get on your course, man. Because I'm in I'm in it right now, man. I put I got a little chunk in it right now. For sure, that great. You know, my my main advice for people is just to dollar cost average. You know, so like yeah. let's say if you had a thousand dollars, you want to invest in cryptocurrency instead of doing a thousand dollars a day, just do a hundred dollars a week for ten weeks. Mm-hmm. You know, so when the price dips, you don't feel like you lost everything and you still have some ammunition. To right. keep shooting and, and and to buy more at a cheaper price, you know. <laughs> yes, sir. But look, we go. We gotta talk after this thing. But look, man, thank you so much. This has been an incredible interview. I'm, I'm, can we can we can we get you back on the show again, man? Because this <laughs> it's too. This is too good, man. It's too good. Too oh, good for it, sure, man. for sure. Yeah, I do want to share this story with you too, though. Yes, sir. Uh, I went up to Duke. I was not invited up to Duke when you saw me, mm-hmm. like. So I bought basically uh, as a wedding gift from one of my wife's friends. They gave us uh, tickets to the game. We were going to go anyway, but once it was a gift, it was even better. Yeah. But regardless, I came with my own tickets. I didn't get invited by Duke. Mm-hmm. So when I came up there, at first it was all love, right? It was hugs and, oh, so long. I haven't seen you in so long. So good to see you. But, like, when they scanned my ticket and realized that I didn't give them the ticket, they weren't trying to let me on the court, you know what I'm saying? Oh, for the ceremony and all of that. So like, they 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 were like, oh, so you didn't get the email? We didn't. So like, oh, we have to check. So 
I go up to the stands and like the fans are showing me love and but I feel like kind of like hurt, like wow, like right. I come back and I can't even get in the back with the players. I'm trying to see everybody and trying to show love to Coach K one more time. You know what I mean? Right. So I eventually I just walked back down and one of the security guys that I knew from way back when was like, like, yo, you just need to go there. And I went in, they gave me a shirt and I got on the court. But <laughs> I kind of had to like Bogart my way there, you know what I'm saying? But I, I couldn't have missed that, you know? Yeah. But I just thought that that was funny because um, a lot of people I thought were, were surprised to see me there because I was probably the only transfer there. Right, right. No, I, I think you were, at least at least from what I saw. And that, that's, what, that's what threw me for such a loop. Right. But I have to show love to Coach K, man. I'm trying right. to tell you, like, um, so many players in Los Angeles – uh, with so much talent, end up going to small schools, mid-majors, or mm-hmm. not getting to college at all because they didn't have a certain level of focus. Coach K was my coach from in middle school. Even though yeah. he wasn't my coach, <laughs> because I read his books and because I studied the Duke program, he was my coach. And I was focused to another level because of it. You know, I was the most coachable kid because I wanted to be the best I could because I knew that that's what it was going to take to get the Duke. So I owe Coach K a great deal. And, you know, I'm, I'm grateful for the experience, you know. Yeah. No, absolutely, man. Well, one more quick, last quick thing, last one. What, how do you think Duke does in this tournament, man? You've seen them now a couple, you've seen them in person, you've seen them on TV. What do you think they do? Duke is going to win the national championship. <laughs> yes, Yo, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> and, 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 look, I, you, and I'm going to manifest. the game. That's I'm going to go to the Final Four in New Orleans when, and to see it. Yes, sir. That's what's up. <laughs> yeah, man. Um, actually, I'm naming. Uh, you know, I was I was recently married on mm-hmm. New Year's, but we're gonna name when we have a son. We're gonna name him Duke. Duke Boykin. <laughs> that's all right. That's awesome. That's yeah. All right. So that's that was a part of the reason why too it was important to be there for that last game and mm-hmm. the year that he's born that we see Duke win the national championship. <laughs> yes, so, sir. um. It, it, yeah, I, I see it happening. We're trying to manifest this thing. That's right. Matter of fact, like, even even with the Super Bowl, right, uh, mm-hmm. I proposed to my wife on the 50-yard line at SoFi Stadium. I, I rented out SoFi Stadium. <laughs> I proposed on the 50-yard line with the Jumbotron and all that, right? That's crazy. And we told each other we're going to come back when the Rams go to the Super Bowl. We're going to wear the same outfit, and they're going to win the Super Bowl, and it happened. Man, and you, you go on my Instagram right now, you will see me. <laughs> Uh, when I proposed to my wife on the 50-yard yeah. line, and then months later, we're in the same outfit on the 50-yard line after they won the Super Bowl with confetti on the field. So I'm trying – we're manifesting this thing for Duke. It's yeah, Coach there. K's last year. They've lost a lot of big games. They have the talent. So now it's just about following through and playing well. Hey, man, you're the king of manifestation. So I, I'm, that's it. That's all I need to hear. Exactly. Hey, we're gonna be playing this back. We're gonna play this back after it happens. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Oh, we definitely gonna have you on after that. Oh yeah. <laughs> no doubt. No. Thank you, man. Incredible interview. We're gonna get you back on again. Enjoy your trip to New Orleans because we're gonna be down there. So, hey, hey, we'll do a podcast there. Yes, sir. Oh, love that. Love that. All right. <laughs> yes, sir. Take it easy, man. All right, you too. Well, that was Jamal Boykin once again. Thank you so much for coming on the show. This is going to be a recurring guest because Jamal's energy is it's it's a beautiful thing, man. It's a beautiful thing to have on the podcast. We all yeah, talk about dude bringing your own energy. He's so exciting. He it was such a fun interview to do. I can't lie, dude. He, he has some really good stories, man. 
and his experience is so unique. Like it's so unique. Yeah, it's crazy to to get recruit to not get recruited until you recruit the school to recruit you. It's incredible. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he moved out west, back out west where he's from, um, Cali. And speaking of Cali, you got Duke. As the number two seed in the West region, Jack, how'd you feel when you saw that come out? Well, I was banking on being in the East or the Midwest, so I had to mm-hmm. scramble to make my graphic uh, for Instagram look a little, <laughs> little cleaner. You already had a cute <laughs> I had one made for either the East or the Midwest. I was shocked to be put out, out West, but I'm not, I shouldn't be seeing as Gonzaga. They're, they're really, they're pining for that Gonzaga Duke rematch in the Elite Eight. Yeah. Yeah. And they just, they just might get it. They, you know, they set up a bracket where there's, there's some potential for upsets, but I mean, it's March. You have to pave your own path if you want the glory that comes with being in March Madness. Yes, we sir. have four regions, Jack. I didn't want to be in the West. The West is the one region that Duke has not advanced past the Sweet 16 since Kay has been at the helm, which is nuts. Well, it's, it's time to change that. Yeah, yeah. And I think so, man. We got that K Magic coming, man. I think I think <laughs> he'll take this as a challenge, man. This is one of those things he'll take as a challenge. Like, I've never done this, so I'm gonna do this. You know what I mean? Yes, sir, yes, sir. I think he I think he can. I think yeah. he can. So we got the West, we got the East, we got the South and the Midwest regions. Not an easy road in anybody's region. You're gonna see a lot of upsets, I think, this year. So what we want I think what we're gonna do on this one, Jack, we're gonna run down each segment, we're gonna give a region. And we'll just do a little rapid fire on these regions, see what your pick is, see what my pick is, and then we'll t- we'll talk about a few of them in, in each region to kind of give give our thoughts on what we we're gonna see because this is like I said this is this has now been this is year three, <laughs> like for us to not have a tournament, so now we are finally back, <laughs> and I I want all I want to do is enjoy it. It's crazy that Zion Williamson played in the last tournament game Duke had. Yeah, yeah, can't believe it. Yeah, and now he's a three year pro. <laughs> so there you go. <laughs> But we're going to start out with the East region. Very tough region. You got Baylor as the number one seed in the East. All right. So we're just going to run down. I got my tournament bracket in front of me. I think you got yours in front of you. Oh, for sure. Of course I do. Run straight down and go through and just and rapid fire picks. You go first and I'll go right after you. We'll move to the next one. And then we'll talk awesome. about some things. So let's start right. in that round of 64. All right. So we got Baylor matched up against 16 seed Norfolk State. Barring a miracle, obviously Baylor advances there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I got Baylor. You got the 8-9 game, Carolina versus Marquette. Uh, unpopular pick in this neck of the woods, but I'm going to go with UNC. Yeah, I hate doing it, but I got to go UNC. All right, and then the 5-12 is SMC versus either Wyoming or Indiana. I got Indiana winning the play-in game and St. Uh, Mary's advancing to the round of 32. Okay, I got Indy coming out of that play-in game, and I got Indiana beating St. Mary's. We're going to talk oh. about that one. We're going to talk about that one. <laughs> got to talk about that <laughs> one. <laughs> um, we got UCLA versus Akron. Mm-hmm. That That's going to be an interesting matchup. It's going to be a close game, but I think UCLA pulls it out. I agree. I think UCLA wins, and I also agree. I think Akron is going to be a tough matchup there. Yeah, you got – now uh, the 6-11 is Texas versus Virginia Tech. We mm-hmm. – we just saw what Virginia Tech did. I know, AC, you're a proud, proud Hokie. I got Tech winning. I, I think they were underseeded, and I think Texas might have been a bit overseeded. I am I'm very close to feeling that way. I feel like I thought Texas for sure was going to be one of those eight nines. They ended up with a six. And I thought yeah. Tech, I think the best Tech could do would be 10 since they, it was kind of felt that they weren't going to be in a tournament anyway. 
and then they ended up getting the automatic qualifier. So I, I think they got maybe underseated by about one, but even still, it's a match up. So you it's got a winnable you got tech, game. Huh? It is. I got tech. Is. I do. Texas is one of the worst. They, they're on a streak right now, one of the worst streaks in the nation at the moment. We're, we're kind of up there too, but <laughs> it is what it is. But and Texas one is one of, if not the hottest team in America right now. Oh, they are the hottest team. Yeah, that break, I feel like that break hurts that momentum a little bit, but they have some senior guys. They have some older guys who know how to bring your own energy. We talk about it all the time. So, yeah, I got to go tech on that one. I got to go tech. And then you got the 314 in the East is Purdue versus Yale. Okay. Purdue, I got coming out of there. But I got Purdue. I think they'll they'll advance at least that far. Yeah, yeah. And then you got Murray State versus Patrick Tape in the San Francisco Tape. Dons. Shout out. I got Murray State. That mm-hmm. now you want to talk hot teams. Mm-hmm. Murray State's 30 and two. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going it's Murray State. I'm going Murray State. And I think I'm going Murray State for a couple of rounds. Final, final first round matchup in that region is Kentucky versus St. Peter's. And obviously you got to go with the Wildcats in that one. Yeah. 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 St. Peter's. I don't, they can't make that happen. All right. So uh, St. Mary's versus Indiana. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Talk a little bit about that one. I just I don't believe in the Gales, man. Like they, they beat the Zags. They did. They did. But I mean that that's one of those things. Like we saw it with us. Like certain teams beat us that shouldn't be beating us. And that's a fair point. And the the thing about St. Mary's, I mean, they, you know, they they know they've coached against play against Mark Hughes and Randy Bent's been there forever. Like he knows how to play and coach against that system. So you catch a hot night, which is exactly what they did, and you catch a night where Gonzaga just wasn't. They just they weren't even locked in, man. It was like not not using it as an excuse or anything. They just weren't they weren't with it. And and St. Mary's was more with it than what they were. And that that's that's the recipe for an upset. And that's what you see a lot of times in March. So but just overall as a team, I just I don't see it from St. Mary's. I like not a lot of size, not a lot in terms of, you know, their their perimeter is good, but they don't have they don't have a dude who can just like go get it. Like Logan Johnson's like the closest one can go get it for them. So I, I just don't, ah, I can't make myself like that. <laughs> <laughs> this is a very team, like a very balanced team in mm-hmm. SMC. They got no one averaging more than 12.6 points per game. They got four guys in double figures. It's pretty impressive. And then the one guy mm-hmm. who doesn't, uh, one guy who doesn't average double figures at starts is a really consistent, um, really consistent defensive presence. Man, are you changing my mind over here? <laughs> I feel like you're over here changing my mind, man. Hey, I look at the I look at the numbers a little bit, but it's more than anything just having watched the Gales and I watched more than more than a couple of their games just because they're a fun team to follow, especially right. when they beat Gonzaga. And they just looked like a team that can make it out of the first weekend to me. Whereas Indiana does not. I know Indiana plays in a stronger conference, but I, I really think the Gales are a better team. Uh, at the end of the day, you might have changed my mind, man. I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna have to reevaluate my bracket for a minute. You might have changed my mind. <laughs> uh, and plus, I mean, I can't. You know, that, that playing game. It's it's tough to have that playing game and then continue. We saw UCLA do it, but it's not That's easy to Very rare. We've seen it happen like what three times ever. Yeah. So, and and there's always some kind of a five twelve upset, but just that playing game is not the one necessarily that you count on. Yeah. I don't even let's know move. if I have a five twelve in my bracket. I'm yeah, no, I gotta figure that out. So let's let's move to the round of thirty two of this bracket. So second weekend, I got I got Baylor Carolina or second round, excuse me. I got Baylor Carolina. Uh, I got Carolina actually pulling the upset there. 
<laughs> what? Wow. I don't. They I'm not got, mad at you though. I'm not mad at you. Look, I hate Carolina. You know that. Everyone yeah. knows that. It's, I'm a Duke fan, but I think they have the exact, exact makeup to match up with the Baylor team that doesn't mm-hmm. have uh, that guy Chamochachua. Yeah. So they're they're gonna have to rely on Flo Thamba, who really is not Chamochachua. Right. right. Um, and I. I'm 95% sure is not Mo Bamba with a mustache, <laughs> but I, I really think Carolina matches up perfectly with this um, reduced Baylor team. And while Scott Drew's a great coach and Hubert Davis, frankly, isn't Scott Drew. Right. I think Baylor, I don't think Baylor, I think Carolina's going to want it more. Man, I'm not mad at it, man. I'm not mad at it. And We've seen them turn it on, obviously. When they turn it on, they're, they're, you know, they're a good team. They're a very good team. Like, so, man, I'm not mad at it. I have Baylor right now. Man, Jack, stop changing my mind, man. Leave me alone. <laughs> this <laughs> is, I think this is probably the first time I've had a bracket with Carolina in the second weekend in, like, five or six years. Uh, it's been a long time. <laughs> they, they I mean, I'm, I had them losing in the round of 32, I think, mm-hmm. the year that they lost to Auburn. Yeah. You know, I, I don't like Carolina. I nope. like to see them lose early, but I think they can do it. I think they can pull off this major upset, and knock out one of the top three teams in the country. I'm with it. I'm with you, man. I'm right All there right. with you. <laughs> My second matchup in this round of 32 is uh, SMC versus UCLA. I got St. Mary's coming out of that one too, for the okay. simple reason that I'm I'm not sold on UCLA. They were an 11 seed last year, and yeah, they had that magical run, but I think. I think the big thing with UCLA is they had that run were overrated to start the season mm-hmm. and then just didn't get blown out ever. Yeah. They've had so many games that have been closer than they should have been that they lost that they like 25 and seven is a good record, but you got a seven seed in the same region. That's 30 and two mm-hmm. SMC is 25 and seven as well. Mm-hmm. I honestly, I think, I don't think UCLA is as good as the stats show them to be. And I think that's going to show against, a, mm-hmm. again, a more team style of basketball that SMC plays. I, I agree. At the moment, I have the winner of Wyoming, Indiana, which I had Indiana play some UCLA, which I felt like UCLA would win that matchup. But UCLA would win against either of those two programs, I believe. might have changed my mind about SMC. So <laughs> if that's the case, I agree with you. I think the team-oriented basketball they play will will greatly affect UCLA and UCLA is they're not an athletic team it's not like SMC is either so that matchup kind of goes out the window a little bit but just the way SMC is able to keep things out of the paint it's going to be it's going to be either Tiger Campbell Johnny Juzang or Jaime Hawkins taking a shot Jaime Hawkins does the same exact thing he dribbles to the line spins and tries to shoot from the free throw line like I don't believe in any of that nonsense I'm with you if I if I am switching my SMC pick I'm gonna have SMC moving on to that next round I, I think Hakez is going to be a difference maker in this game at the end of the day because that is like the mid-range is really the one place that SMC's defense has not been super, mm-hmm. super functional at denying. So that that is going to be a big thing for yeah. him. Yeah. All right. But moving to the next matchup, um, I have Tech versus Purdue. I have Purdue mm-hmm. pulling that one out. Um, all good things must come to an end, AC. And I, yeah. I think yeah. that Ivy is just... Ivy by himself will just carve up anyone that uh, Mike Young can throw at him. Yeah, I have, 
I was I'm back and forth still at Texas Tech. At, at the moment I have Tech facing Purdue, and at the moment I have Purdue beating Tech. I agree. That's one of the things I thought about was was Ivy and Tech's defense. And Tech plays a decent style of defense, but I mean Ivy is just he's a monster. The big the big thing with Ivy is is Matt Painter gonna actually let him loose? Because their team is held back by Zaggy and he can still he can get his 25 and 10 all day long. And they're going to lose a lot of games because of that, because they're not allowed with having to get him the ball. They're not allowed to do what they do. Tech can score. And that's the thing. If the Tech team we saw in the HC tournament is, is playing, then they're going to beat Purdue. But If that team is playing, they're going to make the Final Four. <laughs> right, right. Now, yeah, that Final Four level stuff. But, but even, you know, even a fraction of that, even, you know, Couture not having the night he had, like the game they had against Notre Dame, balance that was all a, of that. That was more what I expect to yeah. see in the tournament. Yep. Yep. Same here. I, I don't think it goes below that. I don't think it's as high as what we saw against Duke. I think that's kind of closer to what that is. And that team can win a couple of rounds. And if they, if Purdue is not on their game, that can steal one there. But yeah. I'm with you. I got Purdue. I got Purdue. All right. And then our final final matchup in the uh, in the second round in the East bracket. So I have Murray State versus Kentucky. And I actually have Murray State pulling this one because yes, sir, we do. Kentucky, Kentucky doesn't uh, – Kentucky's an interesting one because they – they have had a lot of close games and a lot of struggles and like they, they lost to Tennessee mm-hmm. and it wasn't necessarily close. I know it was toward the end, but for the majority of the game, Tennessee was winning by a lot. Yeah. I don't exactly know how Kentucky cut down to three. I still, I think Murray state is just an incredibly impressive team mm-hmm. and they're going to be able to just beat Kentucky. They, They've had a couple of close calls in conference, but mm. they're well coached yeah. and they're they're talented. They're better than they're getting credit for. Absolutely. And they're they're very efficient from two, very efficient from two. And the one place that Kentucky might not might, the one place Kentucky does have the advantage is in Oscar Sheway. Oscar Sheway is so good. However, the way Mary State attacks, that is that negates what Sheway does because now he's got to get up and down the floor. He's gonna be a foul trouble that game. We've already seen oh, him for sure. towards the end of the season. He's going to be in foul trouble that game. So that is – and that's perfect for Murray State because if there's any kind of game pressure on Kentucky at the time he goes out, that she boy goes out, then it's over. Like, Murray State's got that game. So I got, I'm with you. I got Murray State going forward. So All now right. we got to move to that Sweet 16. That's now we got oh, a couple the second of, weekend. <laughs> yep, second weekend. Here we come. I know we got a couple of little differences here. What you got for that first matchup? All right, so I got Carolina versus St. Mary's, and mm-hmm. I got SMC pulling that because it's Carolina. I'm yes, not sir. putting them in the Elite Eight. Yes, sir. That aside, <laughs> that aside, that aside, it's it's. I really don't think that Baycott and Manic, in offense built around them, is going to be effective against SMC. I know for sure their defense won't be like mm-hmm. you just switch Manic onto the right guy, and you're just going to be getting buckets all day. I like it. I have actually a completely different Sweet 16 from you in that portion. I got Baylor and UCLA at the moment. Again, that, that hinges on me changing my SMC pick, which I think he's made <laughs> me do. Even still, if SMC makes it, I still got Baylor moving forward. That's that's fully reasonable. Yeah, I just I think their defense defense travels. Their defense is so good there. And whether or not they bring back Cryer, they've learned how to play without him now. And, yeah, they, they had that little rough that rough game in the big 12 tournament or whatever, but I just, I believe in what they can do for a couple more rounds. For sure. For sure. And then our other sweet 16 game in this region 
is Purdue versus Murray State. I got Purdue. Okay. And again, I think that's because of Ivy and, and Edie, more Ivy than, than mm-hmm. Edie. But I, I really just think that at the end of the day, these two teams are very, they're both, they're both talented, like I said, talking about them in the previous round. But Purdue just has has a lot of NBA talent on their team. Mm-hmm. Like, I think that's a difference maker. I hear that. I got you. I what's what's the nickname of Murray State? Jack? The Racers. They're the Racers. <laughs> they run. I know they run. I got Purdue and Murray State matched up, and I have Murray State moving on. I Ooh. think, and that's and that's where I am with Purdue. Just that's the belief I have in them is that I've watched Ivy out on the break get a ball and have to stop to let Zach Eady come down the floor so they can run their offense and get a touch. Purdue runs, they run, I saw a percentage somewhere, they, they have some of the most set plays of any team in, in the country. That's and wild. it shows with their efficiency. So they're very efficient. At the same time, they don't score a lot of points. Murray State is very efficient, and they score a lot of points. And I think that's, that, that's, where that, that's where you see that matchup. That's where you see Baylor or Purdue's size really get to them. So I'm gonna, I, I got Murray State moving on. It's very good. I I, I got to say, Matt Painter is going to have to unleash Ivy if he wants to make any noise. Yes. He has yes. to. Yes, absolutely. Like, just like Kay the other day said that he was Mark Williams' best defender. It's the same thing. <laughs> it's the same thing with Matt Painter and Jaden Ivy. Exactly, exactly. Now, let's look at this final, or not the final four, the Elite Eight. Elite Eight, yes. Elite Eight. So I got St. Mary's versus Purdue. I got Purdue coming out of that one for the same reason I have them beating Murray State. Mm-hmm. It's they they're pretty fairly balanced matchup at the end of the day. NBA talent is going to come out on top. Mm-hmm. All right. I got I got Baylor. I got Baylor versus Murray State. I got Baylor moving forward. I think that's that, where you see yep. they, they have the horses to keep up with Murray State. They have the defense to do it and they can score, which you gotta they be able have to the do depth. That's the big thing. Absolutely. Even with some of the injuries and stuff, they're still a deep team. So I got Baylor moving forward to the final four. Yeah, I mean, most teams, I just want to say on Baylor before we move on to the next region. It's incredible that without one of their starters, they've been able to keep making all this noise. And mm-hmm. they've lost like, what, two games since Chamachacho went out? Yep. That's yep. impressive. That's incredibly impressive. I know that if Mark Williams went down, Duke would not be. Right. Duke would not be the same team, whereas exactly. Baylor is the same team effectively. Yeah, and, and that's a big piece to lose. So that's that's something that impresses me about them. Let's play. All right, All right. Let's move on to the South region. Okay. We're gonna come back to the final four at the end. So we got Ooh, I got Baylor in my final four. You have Purdue. Correct? I have Purdue. Yeah. Okay. In the okay. South region, we got Jack. So our one sixteen matchup is Arizona versus the winner of White Wright State and Bryant. Now, uh Bryant, I wanna just talk about this plan quickly. Bryant. Did you see that NEC championship game? I did. I did. With the fight? The oh. fight, yeah. Unfortunately, it happened because that was such a good game. That was such a good Brian game. And Peter Kiss, man. Brian. That dude lost. <laughs> I, I think Peter Kiss is going to make it competitive with Arizona. I, I have Bryant winning that game. Not mm-hmm. to say that they're going to UMBC it, but yeah. I, I, I have Arizona winning this matchup, obviously. But mm-hmm. I think Peter Kiss has a legitimate shot at at least like scaring Tommy Lloyd. I think, I think you're right, man. I think you're right. I don't disagree at all. I I struggle. I, whoever whoever wins, so I got Arizona moving forward as well. Wright State's a good team too. They they were dominant in their conference tournament championship. 
and they they play a little, their team is better than what Bryant has. Like Bryant has that one guy, and they play around them. But but Wright State has a couple of horses, so I, I got Wright State moving forward, I think, and I got Arizona beating them. Okay, I, I gotta say the that that Bryant just watching Bryant, yeah. they were they were just running. They were fun, man. That was a fun. They're, they're fun team to watch. <laughs> it it kind of reminds me of FGCU, not not just that 2013 run, but that 2017 mm-hmm. run as well, when they like were beating Carolina for more than half the game the year Carolina yeah. won the championship as a 16 seed. Yep. That that team, if they're playing as a like a 13 or 14 instead of a 16, I think that team makes it past the first round. I, I thought Bryant would have gotten like a. I thought both of these teams actually would have gotten a 15 or 14. They both yeah. look good enough for that. This is such a like I have a lot of questions about the seeding this year, and this mm-hmm. is this is one of them. Yeah. Neither of these teams deserve to be a sixteen. Absolutely. And not. yet and here they are both playing in the play in as a sixteen. Exactly. And if you win if you won your conference tournament, you should not be in the play in because the play in implies you weren't quite good enough for the field of sixty-four. So now you gotta play yourself in. If you won your automatic qualifier, you automatically are in the tournament. Like it, it should yeah. they, they shouldn't be playing play ins if you won your tournament conference championship. That, how hard is that to understand? Like, yeah. it's so stupid. I've been a proponent of not letting any auto qualifiers in for a long time to the play in game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's the dumbest thing. Like you don't. Yeah. Congrats. You get to play in Dayton, Ohio, and then you're done after right. qualifying for the tournament. Exactly. Come on. Exactly. All right. Yeah, that's that's got to change. <laughs> Our next matchup is TCU versus Seton Hall. Mm-hmm. I have TCU winning this, not necessarily because of TCU as a team, because Seton Hall has really not shown that they're a clutch team. And I think it's going to be a close game. And I think that TCU is going to be able to pull it out better. They're in, they're in the big 12, they're a competitive team. They won 20 games, whereas Seton Hall, they also won, they won 21, but they're just, they've choked at the end of close games. I think these are pretty even teams. Absolutely agree. Everything you said, I got TCU moving forward. All right, and then we got the five twelve, which is Houston versus UAB. I find it hilarious that Houston was like top five in the AP poll just a couple weeks ago. Now they're a five seed. Yeah, but it's it's deserved. No, I actually don't think this is a misseeding. The metrics look way better than the eye test for Houston. Yeah, they they're playing. They were playing lower competition for a while, and their team is really like I have them going a lot further than I thought I would, just because the South is. It's kind of weak somehow. It's kind of weak, yeah. but it's not even the weakest bracket. Yeah. And no, I agree. I actually agree with you. That's what I'm saying. I feel like they should have been higher. I think they should. I don't necessarily think they should have been higher. I just think that the bracket itself is weak. Yeah. I got you. Okay. All right. So you got you got Houston moving on then. So then we have the four and the 13. That is going to be Illinois versus Chattanooga. Now, Chattanooga, they uh, they pulled off an upset a couple of years ago. It was like, mm-hmm. oh, God, that's like four or five years ago, I think, at this point. But. I have Illinois winning this one. They don't have uh, Dasumu, but they still do have Coburn yep. for his like 25th year of eligibility. <laughs> uh, crazy thing is that he's not even the most experienced player in the uh, in the field this year. Right. But they got a fifth year of Kofi Coburn in all seriousness, and I think that's going to be enough to propel them past the Chattanooga team. Yeah, they're going to beat the mocks up. I, I got them winning that game. I think it's going to be a blowout. Yeah, it's it's four thirteen is like where you really truly start to look at upset watch, but I don't think this game's it. Yeah. All right, and then we got Colorado State versus Michigan. This is the perfect, perfect pick for an upset if you're into that. Mm-hmm. I still think Colorado State's going to win because Jawan Howard's a terrible coach. <laughs> 
I'm not even joking. Yeah. Like that's the truth. Yeah. You're not wrong. I'm, uh, you're not wrong. You don't take I, a top five preseason team and win 17 out of 31 games. That's true. This is true. I I still I believe in Michigan more than I do in Colorado State. That's the moment I got Michigan. All right. All right. Next up, we got Tennessee versus the Lancers of Longwood. <laughs> I got I got Tennessee in this one. I can't yeah. even front on that. <laughs> Josiah Jordan James has has been a fun player to watch for me. Absolutely, former Duke recruit man. Him and Kennedy yeah. Chandler both. Like those two are their ballers, man. And and Chandler's been good all season. Now James is finally seven. Though I got yeah. Tennessee. Kenny Chandler, he reminds me kind of of like Trevon Duvall if he had a jumper. A little bit, yeah. He's got the exact same frame. It's incredible yep. to watch and makes me think what could have been. But mm-hmm. at the end of the day, I think Tennessee's a talented team. I think they're going to go far. I got same. them winning this first round. Next up, we have uh, Ohio State, the seven seed, who is way too low seeded for a team that beat Duke. He says, after talking about an 11 seed that beat Duke earlier, <laughs> um, they got Loyola Chicago and I got sister Jean winning this one. I can't, I, I can't keep, I keep believing in the sister Jean run. And I'm like, nah, it can't keep happening. It can't keep happening. So I, I got Ohio state over them. <laughs> they don't have Porter Moser, but they, uh, yeah. they have sister Jean mm-hmm. and they have the majority of the guys they had last year. Yeah. And that team, Barely lost in the second round to, Very true. to Illinois, right? Yeah. And Drew yeah. Drew Valentine, he's been he's been good. He's a youngest coach in D one, but he's been he's shown that he's you know, he's got what it takes. So I still got Ohio State. I think they I think they're too they're huge. That's a big team. Yeah. On the perimeter and on the interior. So I, I just I, I got I got Ohio State winning that one, even though I think Bra- uh, Bra- Braxton Key is out or Brandon Key is out. Not Braxton. Braxton's in the uh, in the yeah. G League now. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Our final our final matchup: the two versus the fifteen. We got Villanova versus Delaware. These teams are only separated by about 25, 30 miles. Uh, I'm not far from either of my friends mm-hmm. at both schools. And uh, as much as I want to pick Delaware, UD <laughs> UD is great. I saw them play uh, when I was a kid. I saw I had courtside seats when Duke played UD and Cameron. Mm-hmm. And I hate Nova because I live right here and everyone here is a Nova fan. <laughs> I got to pick Nova. I mean, Delaware yeah. is a good team. They fought like hell to make it to the tournament and mm-hmm. props to them for doing it. Nova's Nova. Yeah. Everything goes their way, even if it shouldn't. Absolutely. Absolutely. I got, I got Nova in this one. You got Jameer Nelson Jr. playing for Delaware. Uh, I played against choke. him in high school in baseball. He's choke just like his dad did in the tournament. <laughs> Uh, don't, don't be talking ill on the Nelsons like that. It's Philly heroes. Come on. But nah, yeah. Like, ah, I forgot Jameer was on that team. Now he transferred yep. out of, uh, GW. Mm-hmm. Yep. Nah, he was, he was impressive uh, in high school. Yeah. And he's, he's gonna, he's gonna do great things. He's got a couple of years left of eligibility. Yeah. Just not this coming game. I got, Nova. I think Colin Gillespie <laughs> is a little bit better of a player. I hate yeah. to say it. I'm sorry, Jameer. <laughs> All right, let's move to that round of 32. <laughs> Second round. I got... All right, top bracket in this one, uh, Arizona versus TCU. Mm-hmm. It, it's Arizona. Yeah. It's Arizona. Like, mm-hmm. 31 and 3, not the best schedule in the world, but 31 and 3 is better than 20 and 12. And they got Ben uh, Mather in. Yeah. That kid's sensational. I just watched Arizona for the first time a couple weeks ago, and wow, mm-hmm. I I he's a top ten. 
I didn't believe in him straight up. Didn't. Yep. Yeah, I didn't want to believe in them, but they're good. They are very good, and they're going to move on. They're going to beat TCU. I got the same thing as you. Yep. All right, so second uh, second matchup is uh, Houston versus Illinois. And uh, I got Houston coming out on top in this one, despite Kofi Coburn <laughs> giving them the work. I think Houston's got – again, it's, it comes down to team. Mm-hmm. Houston, Kelvin Sampson, not, not a bad coach. Nope. Ethically, he might be, but <laughs> schematically, he's a good coach. I I think he, uh, him, and his defense are gonna are gonna do again. They're gonna make some noise. I don't got them going all the way, but I got I got Houston making some noise. I have them over Illinois, and Coburn's gonna end his college career in the uh, first weekend. Oof, oof, <laughs> get him, Jack. I'm not even trying to diss him. It's it's just no, no. You know. I hear you, man. I'm back, back and forth on this one. I have the same matchup. Houston, Illinois, and back and forth. At the moment, I have Illinois. That's going to be a good game. It I'll is, say that. That's going to be a good game regardless of who wins. It is. If, if those two teams are the ones that advance. Yeah, no, it is. And the one thing that hurts Illinois is Cabello. So who knows? But at yeah. the moment I have Illinois, that could change. So, but I got Illinois right now. All right. Our next matchup for me, it's Colorado State versus Tennessee. Mm-hmm. This one is not going to be close. I think Chandler and James are going to take, take Tennessee, run Colorado State out the gym in uh, Indiana. Yep, I got the same. I got Tennessee, Michigan, and regardless of who that eleven comes out, it's it's Tennessee. Like, Tennessee's going to run who we either of those two teams out the gym. Yeah, they're going to be it. real. They're going to be mad too because of seeding and everything. So they're going to get to that Sweet Sixteen with some with some fury. Yeah. Oh God, if they if they get to Duke in the championship game, that's going to be <laughs> okay. Um, next up, I got Loyola, Chicago versus Villanova, and mm-hmm. I mean. Sister Jean can only do so much when you're facing a Catholic school as right. well. <laughs> right. So I got Nova coming out of this one. I hope I'm wrong. I sincerely hope I'm wrong. <laughs> For your sake, Jack, I hope so too. But I got Nova coming out too. Yeah. Okay. And then we uh, we go to the second weekend here. Yeah, so it's 16 time, man. This is, okay. where, this is where the money happens. So what you got? We got for the first, first matchup in the South. All right. So uh, we got... Arizona, Houston. I got Houston coming out of this one. <laughs> yep. Again, I told you, I, I said Houston's going to make noise. I didn't say it's going to be uh... – <laughs> I didn't say Ooh. that they're going to go all the way. I think they're going to make noise. Okay. I I legit think that this is a Houston team that's going to way outplay themselves. It's like the 2010 Duke team, but mm-hmm. not to the same extent. I think they can beat a young – both head, like coaching and – Roster-wise, a young Arizona team led by a very young mm-hmm. player. I think Houston's got the edge there. All right, all right. I still, I still got Arizona moving forward. I got them against Illinois. <laughs> all right, and then our other matchup in the Sweet 16, Tennessee versus Nova. We both yeah, have like that chalk one. bracket right here, man. <laughs> this is the chalk bracket mostly. Uh-huh. For you, at least. I yeah, got a couple me, upsets. Yeah. Um. So I got Tennessee coming out on top for the simple okay. reason that Villanova is a skill is a skill team more than anything mm-hmm. else. Tennessee has the skill, but also has guys who have the physical tools way more so than Villanova does. They got mm-hmm. they got like Gillespie and Samuels, their two best guys for the most part. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So you got Chandler, who mm-hmm. has a seven foot wingspan at six two, and will lock yeah. Gillespie up, and then. James is just a better player than Samuels to me. Yeah, I don't disagree. I'll be, I'll be crazy. 
I got Tennessee going to the Elite Eight. I got Houston Tennessee matchup. I got right now. I got Nova. I got Nova. You got Nova. I do. Because you uh, would what, be loved in this part in this neck uh, of the woods. I'm, sure. <laughs> I'm sure. I love, I love Philly. I love Philly. I love Philly. I love, I love Philly too. Trash I just City, don't I like Nova. <laughs> but no, I got I got Nova winning. I, like what you're saying is exactly true. Actually, like Kenny Chandler is he's a defensive whiz. He's going to be put on somebody. It's going to be Gillespie or Justin Moore, or both. But whoever he's off of is going to have a good good game from Nova. And the, the tournament's about superstitions and. I saw like three interviews the other day. Anytime Jay Wright gets interviewed more than twice, his team advances very deep into the tournament. <laughs> oh, <gosh. laughs> so, yeah, a little bit of luck you need sometimes in tournaments. I'm going over in that one. Can they just lose to state or Wisconsin again? Right. <laughs> like, <Right>. come on. <laughs> All right. Uh, so, Elite Eight, Eight regional Elite. final. I got Tennessee beating Houston. Okay. Um, for the simple reason that. James and Chandler is better than the product that Kelvin Sampson puts out. Again, two very good teams, two teams that have both been ranked in the top five at one point this season in the AP poll. Mm-hmm. I I just simply think that Tennessee is a better program and they are peaking right now. I like it. I got in the Elite Eight matchup in the South, I got Arizona versus Nova and I got Zona going in. I got Nova Zona going into the final four. Arizona coming out, good. yeah. Oh, Arizona in the final four is mm-hmm. that's it's not 2001. Mm-hmm. Hey, man, it's gonna be the K tour, man. They're gonna be playing a bunch of teams that K's played before. In his, nah, you're in right, his you're past, right, man. you're right. <laughs> um, that's how I'm playing it this year, anyway. I'm having fun with this thing, honestly. Why not? <laughs> All right, man. All right. So, we got the final four squared out now in the south, that's what, and let's then the midwest. Midwest. So, let's go to that midwest. Okay, our first matchup is uh. 16 play in Texas Southern versus Texas A&M Corpus Christi. I got Corpus Christi coming out of that. Mm-hmm. I haven't watched much tape at either team. I just, I just figure Corpus Christi looks a little better on paper. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm with you. Times I went with what's on paper. <laughs> right. <laughs> Same thing in that play. And I got, I got Corpus Christi over Southern Southern. I think they, they got into the tournament a couple years ago when in their conference tournament and they were like the nine seed or something like that in their conference. Like they were horrible that season, but they went on a super run. But, you know, they got blitz in the tournament. They're a little better this year, but I still think Corbis is better. I got Corbis Christie yeah. playing against Kansas. Can't disagree there. And then uh, I got Kansas beating Corpus Christi. Same. Uh, okay, so our next matchup is uh, San Diego State versus Creighton. I got Alex O'Connell and Creighton coming out of this one. Shout out to AO. Still loves Duke. He transferred for a good reason. I can't can't disrespect him. Um, still got love for AO, and uh, I think he can pull it out. Uh, pull it out against San Diego State. I agree. I got them coming out as a nine. I think they're they're they've shown they're a good team. They play well. That's very true, especially that that championship game against Nova. Yep. That was a snooze fest. That being said. It's because they played decent defense. Yep. Yeah, anybody who gets Alex O'Connell playing defense, I'm a fan of. <laughs> <laughs> we got Iowa with uh, – is that – Bohannon's on Iowa, right? Yes, sir. Jordan Bohannon. <laughs> As he has been since I was born. Exactly. He, he might have been in the league longer than Perry Alex. <laughs> might have? This man <laughs> held the tournament hostage when I was in high school. <laughs> By stealing stuff and saying, give us NIL and you'll have it back. I guess they mm-hmm. have it back now. But mm-hmm. 
I, I'm about to graduate college and he's still here, which is wild. Um, I got them beating Richmond. Richmond was a bid stealer. Uh, they were not yep. making the tournament. Iowa, not a bid stealer. They were getting in regardless. Uh, and Bohannon hit that amazing shot. I think, I think he's going to be coming out hot off that. I think it's, I don't think it's going to be close. It's a five twelve. Those are usually separated by about 10. I think it's going to be more like 15 or 20. Yeah, Iowa, I think they could have been a higher seed, honestly. And I thought Richmond would have been lower. There's a couple teams lower than them. I thought it should deserve 12. But, you know, it is what it is. But, yeah, no, I got, I got Iowa, Blitz, and Richmond. Keegan Murray yeah. is good. Okay, so next up is the 4-13, which is Providence versus South Dakota State. I actually got South Dakota State coming out of this one for I the do, simple do, fact. Do. I don't believe in Providence. Yes, I don't believe in Ed Cooley. They're not. Ed Cooley's not that dude. Yeah. And, nah. like, the team is not that team. Yep. And and San Diego State's in the longest winning streak in the nation right now. It's one games. South Dakota State. Or, sorry, yeah, sorry South Dakota State. <laughs> one games going. So that's, yeah. They're, that's they're, Butler energy, man. Yeah, yeah. And they've they've played some tough tougher teams and almost won the past few tournaments. So I, I like what they've been doing at San Diego. Uh, South Jesus, South Dakota State. So <laughs> there are two SDSUs in the same know, bracket. Right? I don't blame you. I hate it. <laughs> Let's go South Dakota State. <laughs> All right. Next is LSU versus the Cyclones of Iowa mm-hmm. State. I actually got Iowa State pulling this one out. TJ yeah. Otzelberger has done a tremendous job getting a team that won two games last year into the tournament. And I think that that's that enough is going to give them the energy, not to mention LSU doesn't have a coach right now. So that's going to be a thing. Yep. That is the primary reason why I picked Iowa or Iowa state. Yeah. I, like, I do like what Iowa state's done. I think that they, they kind of fizzled out a little bit there uh, to the middle of the season, but they showed some life at the end, even though they didn't win the tournament. Yes, certainly. I mean, they were they were a fun watch early mm-hmm. when they were like undefeated. They like they like what won? They like won twelve games to start the season. Yeah, I think they were. I think they had the most wins to start the season. I believe that's incredible. After last year, they were two and twenty two. Yep. This year, yep. if they make it, <laughs> if they make it to the Sweet Sixteen, they will have as many wins as they had losses last year, which is mm-hmm. incredible. Um. Next up is Wisconsin versus Colgate. I got I got the Badgers coming out. Yep. Um. Colgate, double-digit losses as a mid-major. Mm-hmm. Doesn't impress me, frankly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. not much sure. to say other than that. Nope. Wisconsin, Johnny Davis, Wisconsin. Yeah. Yep, basically that. All right, next are our last two matchups in this region. We got USC versus Miami. I got the Hurricanes beating the Trojans because Charlie Moore uh, mm-hmm. and Isaiah Wong are a very respectable backcourt. and. Mm-hmm. Let's be real. This team gave the entire ACC hell. Yep. I think they can do that to anyone. The ACC, which, by the way, rumors of the ACC's demise. Let's just let me just say, greatly exaggerated. We got five teams really? in the tournament. How can you get five teams in the tournament when your conference is so bad? I we got more than the West Coast conference. conference. I thought exactly. they were better. Exactly. No, I 100% agree. I think the ACC is better than the Pac-12. I think it's better than what people gave credit for. And Miami would have gone into the Pac-12 and been one of the top two or three teams in that conference. So give Miami over USC. Yeah, I'll take that. And then Auburn versus Jacksonville State. I got Walker Kessler himself walking out of that game with Mm -hmm. Jabari Smith Jr. on his shoulders. (laughs) Exactly. As as the only two you need. KD Johnson can go over 14. It won't matter that game. Yep. Yeah, no, Auburn. Auburn by a lot. Speaking of which, Texas A&M. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. That team was ranked top 30 in Ken Palm. 
should have been in over Michigan. Michigan should not be in this tournament. Michigan has zero business being here. Yeah. Zero. All right. <laughs> now we, we talked about that. That needed to be said. Let's go into our second round. Uh, Kansas versus Creighton. I actually got, I got Creighton in this one. What? Yeah, I know. It makes no sense at all. I just had a gut feeling. It's that simple. Yeah. If Alex O'Connell can do one last thing for Duke Nation, it's to knock Kansas out of the tournament in the first weekend. Dude, I like it, man. I like it. I got uh, I like it, man. I don't believe I don't believe in Kansas really. I mean, o- o- I like him a lot, but I think it's a fraud. They're team. a one man team. Yeah, I think Braun's a little bit of a fraud. He likes to pump his chest out and stuff, but I still have Kansas beating Creighton at least. They got seventh years. They got a seventh year player. They got uh, mm-hmm. Coleman Landis, the seventh year. Yeah, he's like 25, 26. Yep. Okay, cool. Congratulations. Um, <laughs> good for him. <laughs> Get him, Jack. They got, <laughs> they got, they got McCormick, who will be easily, easily by any big guy who can shoot it, he will be exposed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You just go small against Kansas, and that's the key. Yeah. They're twenty-eight and six. There's six. There's six times they've lost. Mm-hmm. Spoiler alert! I'm getting there on the next round. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> so I got Iowa in the next matchup beating South Dakota State. Yep, same here. South Dakota State, Iowa. I got Iowa winning. Not a lot to say. I think I think it will be a little bit close because it's like South Dakota State's going to be on a nice little hot run. But Iowa's a good team, and that's the type of team that if you are going to face a hot team, they can they can withstand it. So I got Iowa. I think that's going to be a game decided by three maximum three possessions. I, again, mm-hmm. Iowa wins. Yep. Next up, we got uh, the Cyclones versus Wisconsin. I got Iowa State. Still. Yeah, I actually I believe in them a lot more than I should. Still. A lot more than I should. I'm not okay. I'm not sold on Wisconsin. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not sold on Wisconsin. It's a one man team. Mm-hmm. And this is that they were nine seed last year. They got effectively the same roster. Yep. And they're in a, a weaker Big Ten. Call me crazy. <laughs> like the top of the Big Ten is still is is strong as can be. Yeah. But like after the top two teams is a huge drop off. Yep, I agree, absolutely. And I think that definitely like no disrespect to to my my neighbor who starts for Penn State, but like I really don't I don't have belief in the entire conference, and I think Iowa State can can do things. They're not a bad thing. I mean, Isaiah Brogan is a beast. It's gonna be a fun matchup between him and Davis. I that is gonna uh, be fun to watch. I. Iowa, Iowa State went on that lull in the middle of the season. I think they gave teams a lot of things to look at on on film, and the second oh. game of the, of the or the second game of the weekend is really based on film. So I got I got Wisconsin beating Iowa State. Well, here's the thing though: Iowa State they're they're Big Twelve, right? Mm-hmm. So that lull was against like the top some of the top fifteen teams in the country. So it's not not to say that it wasn't a lull, but it's more so that it was them playing far and away better teams which wisconsin is not like they beat the crap out of memphis at one point which is yeah their non-conference was amazing i would say it's not amazing and this isn't a conference game right and a lot of times you'll see teams sandwich that hot start maybe slow middle and then good start again you'll see them kind of sandwich things like that too they they figure it out they're well coached team man i don't hate it i don't hate the idea of Iowa State moving on. I, I got you it. questioning your whole racket, AC. Dude, <laughs> I don't hate it. I'm going to stick with Wisconsin, but I don't hate it. All right, all right. Our last second-round matchup, Miami versus Auburn. Mm-hmm. It's going to be Auburn. Like, come on, come on. Yeah. You got two first-round picks. Yeah, this is a little too tough, especially the interior. 
probably the national defensive player of the year. You got a guy who's in contender for the number one pick. Yep. Between those two things, I think it's it's a pretty clear victory for Auburn. Yeah, and they got they got strong guards, man, and that's the one thing they'll be able to keep Miami's guards out of the paint. Like Charlie Moore is gonna have he's gonna have a hell of a game against Auburn. I got Auburn. Yeah, I kind of if Miami still had likes, they would be screwed. Yeah, I'll say that much. Yeah, where would he end up? He ended up at uh, Arkansas. Arkansas, that's right. He's in the tournament too. He's in our region. Yes, he is. All right, uh, we'll get, we'll get there. Let's uh-huh. go to the second weekend here in Midwest. So I got Creighton and Iowa. I got Iowa coming out of that one again. Yeah. Iowa is the better team, objectively speaking, and Creighton might be feeling hot off a win over Kansas, but I really don't, I don't know. I don't know if they can keep it up against a team with as much experience as Iowa. Mm -hmm. No, I a hundred percent agree. I got Iowa versus Kansas and this is where I have Iowa making that upset. I got Kansas losing here. They're not going to be able to keep up with Iowa. Does. Iowa spreads you out five out and Fran McCaffrey. McCormick can't do that. Yep. McCormick Lightfoot won't be able to stay in the whole game and McCormick Absolutely. can't do that. It's that, it's that easy. Yeah. It's gonna be, they're going to be rendered obsolete. So I got Iowa. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. This is um, ah, second matchup is uh, Iowa State versus Auburn. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's going to be Auburn. Spoiler alert. It's going to be Auburn. Um, <laughs> I'm going to say that a lot the next few, yeah. next few minutes, but. This is this is a team again. Iowa State can't compete with Walker Kessler and can't mm-hmm. compete with Jabari Smith. Can't compete with KD Johnson. Yeah, I'm definitely missing a couple of big pieces. Yeah, Auburn's a very I mean, talented got, team through yeah. and through. Yeah, they're such a good team. I got I got I, Auburn versus Wisconsin. I got Auburn. It's I'm with you. It's just it's too much. Too much. It's Auburn. Yeah. It's Auburn. Just Auburn wins. That's <laughs> yeah. In fact. My lead eight is Iowa versus Auburn. You say yours is too? Yep. I got Auburn. <laughs> I like it, man. I got Iowa. You got Iowa coming out? You got Iowa coming out the Midwest? I do. I think that Bro. they are shooting, man. I think they're shooting and gets them there. Uh, I think I, – I feel like Kessler – well, obviously Kessler can't do much to a shot outside of the paint, mm-hmm. but – I mean, they're gonna have Iowa is gonna have t- trouble defending what Auburn does. Especially they're gonna the have to destroy KD Johnson. I don't yeah. care. Jabari Smith is gonna get his. Walker Kessler is gonna get his. You gotta lock down Johnson like mm-hmm. Texas A and M showed. Yeah. O for fourteen. Auburn, like, that's incredible. Yeah, I mean Auburn has been. They've they've had a rough go of it, but they're good enough to get them here. But I got I got Iowa winning. Okay. All right. <laughs> so now we've all been waiting for yeah. so now we'll go a little deeper in our bracket now so we got the we got the west we got the west this is duke's bracket i don't care who's in the one seat this is duke's bracket baby this is duke's bracket <laughs> everyone's gonna call it that because no one yes. cares no one cares about some mid-major from yes. washington so let's go jack what you got all right so we will start with the 116 matchup still I'm going to just go down the bracket. Um, mm-hmm. So we got Gonzaga versus Georgia State. If you think RJ Hunter is going to walk through those doors, <laughs> he's not. And even if he did, yeah. I think Gonzaga would win. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. So Gonzaga's going to blow the doors off of anyone they face in the first round. It's just a fact of life when you're 16 seed against that team. Yep. Give me the eggs. Uh, you got Boise State versus Memphis as the eight nine. I got I got Memphis. I think Boise State is the better team. I think Memphis is going to be able to overpower them defensively, though. I got Boise. 
I like the way they, I, I like the defense that they play, and and Memphis turns that ball over. Penny, they do like, turn it over a lot. Just like Juwan Howard, talking about his his coach. And Penny's Penny, a you know, t- Penny's way worse. Yeah, Penny's way worse. Yeah. So I got I got Boise winning that one. I think I think they got the experience to make that work. I think that's certainly a good, uh, reasonable possibility. All right, five twelve is UConn versus New Mexico State. I got New Mexico State. Yeah, same. I think UConn is not a contender. I don't think they will make it out of the first weekend, even if they do beat New Mexico State. I'm not sold on anyone on that roster. I am not necessarily sold on Dan Hurley in the Big East. No disrespect to the guy, but come on. Yeah, I got the same. New Mexico State's got big guards. They their their perimeters they're sick on the on the perimeter. So I, I got New Mexico State winning that game. Because I really like think on that's one of those. That's like the key team for upset watch. Yeah, I think in the entire field. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, our four thirteen is Arkansas versus Vermont. I got the Razorbacks winning that game, uh, and the Catamounts. It's a talented team. Two awesome mascot names, despite my distaste for Arkansas. Um, yeah, I wasn't even alive, but right, right. Hey, it's sorry, Grant. Yeah, I think that. I think. Call me crazy. Chris likes at five seven is going to be the like able to beat anyone on Vermont's team. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Him and JD Note are good on that perimeter. They they just keep attacking. They just keep attacking. Exactly. I got I got Arkansas. Exactly. These are talented guys. Like their height doesn't necessarily matter if they can put the ball in the hoop and yeah. get other people doing that. All right. Next up we got our eleven play in, which is Rutgers versus Notre Dame. I don't know why Notre Dame's an eleven. They were the two seed in the ACC yeah. tournament. Um they're definitely underseeded, but at the same time, Rutgers has some amazing wins and a really good resume and also shouldn't be an 11th seed. Mm-hmm. I got Rutgers winning this one, this play-in. Um, again, they deserve to be higher than 11. Both teams do. It's just yeah. where we ended up. You could have just thrown these guys, throw either of these teams into the Midwest and they'd be a three. <laughs> it's a little high, but you get what I'm saying. Oh, yeah. no, I got Midwest is such a weak reach. Yeah. Um, and I, I got Alabama beating, I got Alabama beating Rutgers in the first round. Mm-hmm. Alabama's the sixth there. Yep. Um, Nate Oates, say what you want about the guy. He's got an incredibly good offensive philosophy, and it's gonna. I think Mike Bray could beat him. I don't know if Rutgers could. Yeah, I got I got Notre Dame winning that game, but I do have Bama still beating Notre Dame. Bama's good. Yeah. They got a good perimeter. Shackleford, Davison. Davison's a good player to yeah. watch. Javon Quinterly, like. Forgot oh, about Quinterly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, balling out too. Like they're they they got a, an exceptional perimeter, and they got Charles Badaiko, who we who we recruited we as well. Recruited him for a while. Yeah, he's been holding it down in the middle as of late for them. So I got Bama winning the game. Okay, our next matchup is the three fourteen. That's Texas Tech versus Montana State. It's Texas Tech all the way in that one. Um, it's going to be a good matchup to watch, just for the simple fact that Texas Tech is they got a first year head coach. Um, within the program and a lot of guys who, you know, aren't used to playing, especially in high pressure situations under him. So it's going to be something to keep an eye on. End of the day, they're a good team. Honestly, they, they kind of scare me in the region more than anyone else. Mm -hmm. 
Uh, what you got, AC? I got Texas Tech winning that one. Yeah, it's it's not an upset watch game to me. No. All right, next is the weirdest game in this entire bracket because (laughs) neither of these teams should be seeded as a seven, let alone a 10. We got Davidson, 10 seed, and the seven seed, Michigan State. Michigan State should be like a five, and Davidson should be like a six, Mm. maybe a seven. And yet they're a 10. Well, first and foremost, Foster Lawyer, Mr. Surfboard, if you know, uh, right, if you remember right. him against Trey Jones, now plays at Davidson. So he's yeah. playing his former team. <laughs> I was dying when I heard Foster Lawyer once I was watching Dave's game. I was like, wait a minute, what? That's where he went. He's playing. Yeah, he's playing his former team. Yep. They so uh, they have a scout. Oh, yeah. This is a <laughs> and, big scout. Uh, I actually got Davidson winning this game because, yep. well, they don't have Steph Curry. That doesn't matter. It's uh, Michigan State's. Well, you know how Rothstein always says that, like, it's January, February, Izzo, April? Mm-hmm. It's because Izzo only makes noise in March, never in April. <laughs> yeah. Izzo's not even going to make noise in March this year. I think right. it's the first round, uh, first round and out for him. Yeah. I've I saw it. this team. You also saw this team in uh, mm-hmm. the Champions Classic. And okay. obviously, it's a different team now. Every team's different from when they uh, played then. But so God, with that, just. No chemistry whatsoever. Yeah, so and Christie, I haven't heard anything about Max Christie since that game. Yeah. And he was a five-star who Duke recruited heavily. Mm-hmm. Yep. No, I, I got David someone in this one. I think Lee is going to be too much. He's going to be making a name for himself. That kid's going to get drafted. Yeah. All right. Now on to Duke versus Cal State Fullerton. I have a few things I want to say about Cal State Fullerton. I'll give this, uh, we can do this as our little preview segment mm-hmm, mm-hmm. For, the, uh, for the week. So uh, they they were the two seed in the Big West. They beat their top seeded Long Beach State in the final by one point. They won 72-71. They got three guys you want to keep an eye out for. They got EJ Anasike or Anasike. I don't know how to pronounce it. But he's their leading scorer and rebounder. He's got 16.5 points and about 8.5 rebounds. Shoots 52%. Thing is, he also shoots 26.7% from deep. So do expect him to be left open from there. Mm-hmm. And then their uh, second leading scorer also leads them in assists. It's Tamari Milstead. He averages two steals to go along with his 12 points and three assists. He shoots 37% from three. And they got Jalen Harris, who I believe comes off the bench primarily for them. He shoots 42.4% from deep. Here's the thing. This is a small team. Mm-hmm. They, uh, they only block two shots per game as a team. And they have one guy on the roster who's taller than 6'8". Yep. He plays six and a half minutes. Expect Mark and Paulo to just go to town on these guys. Yeah. AJ is going to be able to get his open shots because the defense is going to have to collapse inside. Trevor's going to be able to drive on anyone because he's six foot five and there's only going to be one or two guys on the court taller than him at any given time. Wendell's going to do his thing. I'm excited to see what Jeremy does because he's going to mm-hmm. be the only guy who's like defendable size wise for them. Yeah. Um, obviously, I have Duke winning this matchup. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. Call me, call me crazy, but I am a biased Duke fan. For a team that's so criminal oriented, they turn the ball over more than they actually assist the ball in the season, which is nuts to me. That's an insane that's something that I see more when I work D3 games than in yeah. D1. So um, I, I don't see this being close. I don't see a reason to, to even figure out why Fullerton could beat us. Like, Duke's going to win this game. All right. I agree wholeheartedly. Now let's get to our second, uh, second round. Zags yeah. versus the uh, Tigers of Memphis. I got Gonzaga. Because yes, yeah. Chet Holmgren is better than uh, Jalen Duran. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I didn't even have Memphis getting that far. I got Boise State, so give me Gonzaga. 
Well, regardless, Gonzaga's going to win. It doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, Timmy is going to feast on whoever they throw at him. Mm-hmm. Chet, defensively, is just going to deny them everything. and They're really not. Memphis is not all that. They have Bates, who really has not done anything. And I feel, bad. Yeah. I, I forgot he's out. Mm-hmm. I feel bad for the kid. Penny really forced him into being a point guard when he's not. Yeah. Okay, next up in the uh, second round, we got New Mexico State versus Arkansas. That's what both of us have, correct? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I got Arkansas winning this game for the simple Same. reason that they're a better team. Yep. Like New Mexico State might give them might give them some fight, but Arkansas is gonna come out. Same here. I got Arkansas taking out New Mexico State. Good team, good game. That's gonna be a really good game. I got Arkansas. All right, now we got the. This is the matchup in the region that yeah. everyone's looking forward to the first weekend. Alabama and Texas Tech. Mm-hmm. That's a great game. Mm-hmm. That's a great game. Bama's going to be fighting. They're going to be shooting their threes. I got uh, Beriaco doing his thing. Texas Tech. I don't think they have it. I think it's going to be it's going to be uh, Davison Quinterly, that I crew. I agree. Coming out on top, going to the second weekend, Sweet 16. I got the same thing. I got the I got Bama moving forward. And the last matchup, Davidson versus Duke is what yeah. I have. Um, we got a scout on Davidson. Yes, sir. We got Bates. Yes, sir. We got Bates Jones. I think that's going to be huge. Mm-hmm. Uh, the guy that they have uh, coming in that we uh, – that we don't know from Davidson, that Bates doesn't know from Davidson, is a guy that Duke's played twice in Foster Lawyer. Mm-hmm. So it's not it's not like the scout is impossible. Yeah, Davidson's going to put up a fight. I think this is going to be way closer than a 10-2 game should be. Mm-hmm. But I think that Duke's going to win and go to the second weekend. I agree. We're going to shut Lee down. I think, I think we have the type of defense to be able to do that. I think Wendell and Trevor are going to do a good yeah. job on him. Yeah, so I'm I'm setting up. I'm getting have I have Duke beating that, uh beating Davidson and setting up that uh that Nate Oates rematch. Yeah. What's that? Oh, remember that photo that Joel uh tweeted? Joel and B tweeted mm-hmm. after Simmons got traded. That's gonna be us at uh at that sixteen <laughs> match with Bama. <laughs> yeah, if, if I could go to San Francisco, right, that is. Right. Um, all right, let's go. Sweet sixteen, second weekend. Zags versus the uh, Razorbacks. I can't. It, it's like Auburn in the Midwest. It's going to be Gonzaga. Just a spoiler. Gonzaga is going to win this game. Gonzaga is Gonzaga. Arkansas is not Gonzaga. Arkansas is not a top five team. Arkansas does not have the talent to beat Gonzaga. Funny That's my take. That I have Arkansas with it. <laughs> <laughs> That's my take. <laughs> uh, Gonzaga wants to be Duke. They want to be. They want to keep comparing themselves and putting stats up and graphics on Twitter and stuff. You're gonna see what it feels like to be Duke because Arkansas is gonna treat you like that. They're gonna come out and play the game of their life. They're gonna play the game of their life against Gonzaga. I got Arkansas winning that game. It's gonna be one of those games we always complain about. Like, oh, now they do that. It's gonna be like that against Gonzaga. I got Arkansas winning. It's like uh, in 2017. I remember when Nova was in Duke's bracket and lost in the second round. Mm-hmm. I was so excited. I thought, bam. Mm-hmm path to the final four and then we lost that night but end of the day that team that beat us made the final four so who (laughs) says we wouldn't have right all right ah 
Bama versus Duke. I, I gave a little preview just saying that we were going to show up to that funeral uh, of our biggest <laughs> hater just to make sure he was dead. <laughs> Shout out to that guy. Yep. Uh, he's awesome. That being said, come on. Yeah. Come on. It, I don't care about Nate Oates. Nate Oates, Mike Krzyzewski lives rent-free in the mind of Nate Oates. Mm-hmm. Rent-free. Yep. So uh, let's say he uh, he retires to Nate Oates' brain. Yes, sir. At the end of this tournament, but not yet. Not until after he knocks Nate Oates out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And then some. Absolutely. I got it too. I got Duke over, over <laughs> Bama. All right. So Elite Eight, I got Gonzaga Duke, and I got Duke winning the rematch as well. You mm-hmm. got Arkansas versus Duke. Duke. You tell me about that. Give me Duke. Duke's playing Arkansas. You got the, uh, again, the Coach K Tour, the revenge tour moving all the way back to 1994. <laughs> yes, so sir. A little bit of revenge against Arkansas. So I got, I got Duke beating Arkansas on that one. I, I think what Arkansas does on the perimeter you know, it, it'll be nice if they get past Gonzaga. It's going to take a lot of energy to do, and that's what I have. Going to be drained. Yeah, and and Duke is going to be ready because they have two good matchups leading up leading up to this. So, give me three good matchups. Excuse me. So give me uh, give me Duke beating Arkansas there. I do want to ask how likes and Nembhard happens, how that goes. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Nembhard's not the best defender on earth, and and likes is one of those dudes. He's not afraid, man. He's from up up this way. He's he's one of those those DC type kids, man. No, you're right. You're right. All right. But yeah, I got Gonzaga losing to Duke. Uh, mm-hmm. We've seen it already. And mm-hmm. that was without AJ. Yep. Yes. So now we have AJ. Absolutely. I, I, I'm excited. Yeah. I'm excited. And we'll be regardless. able to do the same thing to them. Like, if neither team has really <laughs> changed that much since that game. If it's Arkansas, then congratulations trevor keels is going to drive chris likes all day if yeah. it's if it's gonzaga we've seen this before mm-hmm. and we know how it turns out absolutely as long as paulo like paulo didn't even play that second half right so let's see paulo has his devil aid <laughs> and it's not gatorade it's made by duke <laughs> paulo's got his devil aid yep aj has a functioning knee mm-hmm. i don't see how duke doesn't Absolutely. You know, yeah, 100% right? agree. 100% agree. Whoever Duke right. sees here, they're moving forward. I'm with it. I think Duke makes the final four. I think Duke's the best team in the region. I think they're mm-hmm. better than Gonzaga. I don't care that Gonzaga's a top overall seed. Gonzaga lost to Duke and to Bama, and Absolutely. both are in this bracket. So, <laughs> yeah. I mean, Let's you go. know they did that on purpose because oh, they yeah. know one of those two teams is going to get to Gonzaga if Gonzaga gets there. Let's go. All right. Final four. You're there. So I got Duke Purdue and I got Texas or that's not Texas that's Tennessee I can't mm-hmm. read I got Tennessee and Auburn yep. jeez I have Texas I, losing the first round I don't know why I said that and I got Duke Baylor and I got Arizona Iowa what's your final game what's your championship game look like the K tour continues we have to we beat Baylor we had to play in a tournament before and now the tournament K tour continues with Arizona we see Arizona in the final. I got I got Duke versus Purdue, and I got Duke coming out because one play. NBA player is not as good as five NBA yeah. players. Please give me all of Purdue. Like I would, I would love that. I would. <laughs> I would oh my that. god. I would love now, that. I wanted Purdue when they had Carson Edwards. This is. <laughs> yeah. They had a seven footer at that. They had the uh, Haas. He was like seven two at that yeah, point. Yeah, yeah. Gimme, gimme, gimme now. 
Mm-hmm. This team's nowhere near as good. Yeah. And then the other side, I got Tennessee Auburn. I got Auburn coming out of that one. Ooh, Auburn Duke. I think Duke beats Auburn. In the championship I think so game. too. If we play Auburn, we can we can absolutely beat them. Well, we had- first off, we know Walker Kessler. Mm-hmm. Not to say that he didn't torch us last year, but <laughs> we've seen Walker Kessler. Duke recruited Walker Kessler. Kay compared him to Christian Leitner while he was recruiting him. Mm-hmm. And I didn't see it at Carolina, but I see it now. He balls out, man. He's good, but I, I think Mark can can handle him. If Mark he, if can definitely this year's Mark can handle yeah. him. Not to mention Paulo versus Jabari. Paulo going against Gonzaga in the Elite Eight and then Auburn in the title game. Mm-hmm. He's just going to be like, I'm the number one pick. You're not yeah. the number one pick. You're not the number one pick. I'm the number one pick. This man's going to drop like 50 points. <laughs> yes, sir. Yeah, <laughs> I, hope. I hope. Yes. Jeez. I just, you got Smith and Boncaro. That's a killer matchup in Duke's favor, I think, mm-hmm. on the defensive end for Auburn. So Paulo's going to kill him. Yeah. I think you got Keels, Moore. Roach, Griffin. I think that's the Duke wins those matchups. I honestly think. Mm-hmm. Like KD Johnson, no, nah, he's going to go for 14 again. But what do you think, see? I got, if we're playing Auburn, I, I, I do. I, I think defensively can hang with them. I think they're they're undisciplined. I think we're a little bit undisciplined at times. And I think I trust, in those types of matchups, I trust K more than Bruce Pearl. But I have, like I said, I have Duke, Arizona. Revenge tour one more time. Going back to 2001, I'm even putting up the same score, 82-72. I would love nothing more, frankly. Yes, sir. Man, damn it. It's tournament time, Jack. I can't wait. First, <laughs> The first playing games are tomorrow night. Woo. Yes, sir. We got the pod coming out tonight. Get you ready for all you need for your bracket. Just consider these the spoiler brackets. Jack, it's time. We got to do it. This is our shining moment. It's our turn, baby. Let's go, Duke. Let's go, Duke. Sights on six, baby. (laughs) Thank you for tuning in to the Five Point Play Podcast, the number one Duke fans podcast. Check us out at Instagram at Five Point Play Podcast. That's the number Five Point Play Podcast. And on Twitter, Five Point Play Podcast. Go, Duke.